Yes, it is Friday. Happy Friday. Thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. We made it through another week, or as Declan would say, we lost another week. But uh, either way, it is Friday, the weekend just about here. We're almost there for those of you who've got that cushy 9 to 5. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here on Fantasy Frenzy. one 1440 is the text line if you want to get in. Of course, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Brandon and I took a little stroll down to old Wilhawks yesterday. Great service, great food. I had the pepperoni, jalapeno cheddar. It was delicious. I gave Brandon the hot pepperoni. Brandon got the beef jerky and the spiciest carrots I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> It was. I got myself a jar of pickled carrots. I've. Uh, I was between them and the eggs, and I was like, "Okay, well, if I'm going to share these with everybody back at the office, the carrots will probably go over a little bit better." Uh, little did I know that the, even that wasn't very well received because uh, a little too hot to, to trot for both Connor Halley and Jason Greger yeah. indulged in one. <laughs> he was in the, the little office that we have set aside for some prep work. We could hear him howling in there, saying uh, he was wondering if somebody just. Brined them in hot sauce, basically, instead. So He had a couple uh, moments during the show where he was just coughing, like, wow, those are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I left. Did you throw mine out? No, I ate it. Oh, you ate it. Okay, I left one out there, and I was going to say, like, I went out there, like, oh, I'm going to give this another go, and it was gone, and there was a sense of relief. So if you can handle the hot stuff, the pickled carrots, oh, they spicy were, pickled carrots. so good. Yeah, there are, they are regu- there are regular pickled carrots. I went for the spicy ones because that's just my nature. Oh, they were good. They're in my fridge now at home. And they're, like I was saying to you yesterday, Connor, they're a great snack to have in the fridge instead of other, um, they, like, they're not good for you, obviously. It's so much vinegar and, and it's set of garlic, whatever. Um, but it is still a carrot. So yeah. I can at least trick myself into thinking that it's sort of at least a semi-healthy snack uh, instead of, say, a bag of chips or something, which if you put one of those in front of me, I'll I'll gas the whole thing. I didn't uh, I didn't earn this bag of milk overnight. I'll tell you that much. It's been a <laughs> lifetime of work. So the carrots very good. I'm gonna stick to the meats personally. The meats. Or maybe I'll try the non spicy pickled mm, carrots next okay. time. Next time. But highly recommend you go down and get the jalapeno cheddar. Not too much kick, but just a little kick. They are very good. Uh, yeah, WilhawkBeatJerky.com. Like I said, you're going to Halloween, or not Halloween. Well, you know, in 10 months you might be. You're going to a Christmas party, a function, bring some beef jerky. You'll be you'll be the hit. Be the bell of the ball for bringing that Wilhawk beef jerky into the sh- uh, party. Now, today on the show, we're going to talk all things fantasy football, fantasy hockey. Any other questions you might have, you can send them our way. Hey, maybe we'll debut a new segment in uh, 1140. Maybe not. We might do it. I haven't even talked to Brandon about it. But something popped into my head that might be a little bit fun because we go everywhere in this show. Wherever you guys want to go, wherever you take us, we'll go there. If you want to talk about shopping carts again, ideally not. I think that put a little too much negative energy out there. But uh, the best chili recipes, grilled cheese, things like that, we'll go that way. We'll talk about your lineup in fantasy football. We'll talk about your hockey team as well. The Oilers, nice win last night coming back and getting the victory. I think it was three goals in seven minutes. Darnell Nurse with the snipe. I think he just broke Connor Hellebuck's wrist, putting it through there. Leon Drysaddle from his office, and then Ryan McLeod. Got to be happy for him. Uh, getting off the schneid, gets his first goal of the season, albeit an empty netter. 
Who cares? Maybe that's all it takes for him to get going a little bit more offensively, get that confidence going. Oilers win 3-1. The NFL last night, wow. That was uh, that was the game we wanted on a Thursday night. Brando, you were down at the Sherwood Park Canadian Brew House. I'm sure the crowd was loving it combined with the Oilers game. It was. I, it's like I was in Nirvana, basically, because <laughs> the, there were there were obviously a ton of people there to watch the hockey game, and the there was so many oohs and ahs over the course of the game, and then that uh, that furious finish by the Oil put everybody in a good mood, and those that took off before the end of the football game, everybody left smiling, and then on top of that, there was. More than a few people there to just check out the Thursday night football game. And, of course, myself diving into both. The sound was on for the Oilers game. Totally get that. Um, but I had a great view of, uh, of each game right in front of me. And that is the Thursday night football game I've been waiting for all season long. Was it, like, the prettiest game, like, especially defensively? No. But guess what? Sometimes that's what makes it the most entertaining Uh points on the board and it, and that's exactly what it was dk metcalf setting the uh the new record for the fastest or top or highest speed reach yeah. this season um and it's so funny because if you watch him running compared to say tyree kill he does not look like he's going as fast maybe it's because he's such a big man and he's just absolutely trucking downfield as opposed to the uh diminutive kind of a sneaky speedy tyree kill but that's impressive i had dk and fantasy uh paired up with brandon cooks on my one team cd lamb and the other both uh all three of whom propelled me to a comfortable lead and now uh, favored to win both matchups here in uh, week 13 of the nfl season yeah i mean there's there's certain people like i had cd lamb in my league 20 points i thought okay that's pretty good i just want to bring up because i do have to talk about my friend I don't know if he'll mind me saying his name, Jordy. Been a tough year for Jordy, but uh, he had Dak Prescott and Brandon Aubrey. So he's up 46 nothing. He also had DK Metcalf on the bench. He would be up 77 nothing with three players played had he started DK. So let me know, 1-833-401-1440, the DK Metcalf owners, did you start him? Because, my goodness, he was absolutely amazing last night. Six receptions, 134 yards, three touchdowns. When you look at DK Metcalf, and like I remember him coming out of the draft, and, and it was like, this guy is unbelievable. Like I remember the comparisons were Josh Gordon, and I think that was kind of <laughs> after Josh Gordon had his like unbelievable stretch. He's huge. He can fly. Wow, maybe he's not the best route runner. Who cares? Get the ball in his hands. That's just like what I expect from DK Metcalf every night because he is just ridiculous. So uh, very good for DK Metcalf owners. Uh, like we said, CeeDee Lamb also having a very good game. 12 receptions, 116 yards, a touchdown. If you have him in PPR, you're good. Brandon Cooks at the touchdown. We kind of joked. Well, I said he'll just have three receptions, 60 yards, he had four receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Jake Ferguson, another name we threw out there, potentially Big he had the touchdown. For him as well, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it was a good game for fantasy sports for sure. Jackson Smith Najigba potentially robbed of a touchdown. I had him on my bench. So, in a weird world of fantasy sports, I was kind of glad it didn't count. Didn't hurt me in any way. Wouldn't have helped me in but any way. But it makes you feel worse about yourself when someone on your bench puts up big numbers. Kind of forgot that he was on my bench, to be honest with you. And I thought, like, in an alternate universe, I put him in there, and I'm freaking out today that it wasn't called the touchdown, but that's fantasy, baby. How about this one for you, Connor? Uh, one of my opponents this week, and I'm sure there's plenty out there that 
did decide to play the Dallas defense last night. Uh, of course, they've been one of the best. Uh, yeah. Their ability to turn the ball over, um, squashing uh, their opponents uh, at certain times. Negative two points last night for the Cowboys' D. Uh, so that combined with the strong performance by CeeDee Lamb uh, is who I had going up in that matchup. Like I said, I am posed quite well heading into the rest of the weekend, but we all know things can uh, turn at the drop of a dime, so I won't uh, count my chickens before they hatch, but I'm feeling confident heading into Sunday's slate. couple questions coming in here. one 833 I should say we will have Pete Jensen hopping on from the NHL Network and NHL Fantasy in about 10 minutes' time, so any hockey questions for Pete, get those in. I want to give a quick shout-out to the Leduc U11 Roughnecks heading to Calgary for a tournament today. Thank you, Ryan, for letting us know. Hey, Roughnecks, good luck down there. Travel safe. Uh, make sure your parents stop in at Peter's in Red Deer and then Peter's in Calgary. Got to fuel up for the tourney. Hope they brought their mini sticks and you guys have a good time down there. That's always, always the best part about, I think, any sport when you're a kid is the out-of-town tournaments. So have fun, guys. Kurt from Barhead says, hey, guys, talk about a tough fantasy football season. I lost Chubb. Andrews goes down and now Taylor for a bit. Got to try to salvage this season one week at a time. Looking for advice on who to play this week. Got to play one more running back, one receiver, and a flex between the following players. Jerome Ford, Puka Nakua, Hollywood Brown, Chris Godwin, and Jeff Wilson. That's Kurt from Barhead. Yeah, injuries this year. Injuries every year suck. I'm with you on the Jonathan Taylor one. That's gonna that that's gonna hurt me this week. Thankfully, DK with a big a big week might be able to pick up some of that slack. In the back of my mind, I'm just like, put the club on, get out there, run with it, <laughs> JT. We need you. Uh, out of those players, I'm biased because I just can't trust Jerome Ford for some reason. I, yeah, maybe you, I just I don't know why you're I'm, on this anti Jerome <laughs> Ford train. I, I I look at this and I was like, you're definitely playing Jerome Ford over Jeff yeah. Wilson because he said he needs one running back. Those are the only two he has listed here. Yeah, that one I'm with you. Like I I have been very anti because maybe I just don't like the Browns. That could be it. And I I I don't know. But you got to go Jerome Ford. I think I, I go. Puka Nakua and then Chris, Chris Godwin, Godwin of flex. I think we're yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah as much as Connor Halley hates Jerome Ford it's an equal amount that he loves Ooh, Chris, love Godwin. Chris Godwin and uh, but yeah I think that's a pretty a pretty easy one Hollywood Brown in a bit of a tough spot uh, playing with the cards right now and um, uh, Kyler Murray's looked good since coming back from injury like don't get me wrong but the Cardinals stink like that's it's tough to justify playing. Um, teams with bad offenses like even if it's the best player on it which probably hollywood brown is maybe james connor uh no zach Ertz, but that's just going to open the way for more trey mcbride yeah uh, the tight end position so yeah I- i'd be steering clear of probably all cardinals i know you still have james connor i think right uh yeah in, and in he's always projected to get 12 points and he puts up four yeah tough season because he he's in the past he's been a touchdown machine yeah um not quite as much so but he's battled some injury this year as well so i'd be uh, i'd be steering clear of pretty well all cardinals i gotta cut the cord i it took me a long time to cut the cord with kyle pitts and then this week dalton kincaid's on the bye so i had to go find a new tight end it's it's a struggle uh no name on this one but i assume brandon knows who it is <laughs> uh, is the to, new segment the tropics minute i'm gonna have to check the rolodex to see which one of my teammates is texting in uh, here Always hungry for more Tropics content here on our airwaves. How could you not be? We're the most, uh, I believe our Twitter page is the bad boys of the CCRHL. Doesn't like every team call themselves the bad boys of the league? We're really the bad boys. <laughs> Are you guys really? 
Wow. We're bad boys. Are you verified? Actually, you know what? Last week, we got free. So in the CCRHL, <laughs> if you go a game without a penalty, you get free nachos at the CBH. And we got a couple of start of the year, and I questioned our team. I said, guys, if we're not taking any penalties, are we too easy to play against out there <laughs> in uh, in Div 6 Men's League here in the city? Uh, so then naturally we went on a string of a, a couple or a lot of penalties. We even had a guy get suspended for one thing. I wasn't there that game, so I won't speak to it because uh, I didn't see what happened. Uh, but then, yeah, back in the zero PIMS column, that's the most impressive thing is that that's done when I'm actually there because I am a menace. I'm addicted to taking penalties. <laughs> Someone's got to set the tone. That's what I. That's my role. I'm no good with the puck. I'm no good at skating anymore. I'm just out there to, to intimidate, set the tone. So you mentioned in the, the CBH, fantastic, right? You know, you don't take penalties. Hey, have some nachos. I thought they might go the other way. You get five penalties, you get some nachos. But the CBH does great things. They're so. encouraging fair play across uh, Edmonton's beer leagues, which is good because... Some people get a little too uh, little too intense for my taste out there. Yeah, so, but this, proud sponsor of this show. They do have an event coming up uh, at the Currents of Windermere location. It's the fourth annual Santa's Lunch and Light Up Town Square. It's this Sunday, the Canadian Brew House from 1 to 5, where kids 12 and under will eat free. I don't have to tell you how good that is. Uh, each child will receive a free Santa hat, cotton candy, and goodie bag, mandarin orange, activity book, and a free kids meal membership card. That will support the stallery. you got to bring a new stuffed animal for the kids at the stallery. Uh, each ticket sold will support the stallery music and pet therapy program. And that's uh, the Canadian Brew House on Sunday, Windermere location, 1 to 5 also. Santa and Miss Claus will be there. Cookie decorating session, Christmas carols. Uh, I used to love that stuff when I was a kid, when like my grandparents would take me out to those types of things. So if you want to go have some fun, you've got some young kids, and you want to help out a great cause in the Stollery, head to the Canadian Brew House this Sunday from 1 till 5. Uh, text here from Scalding Gord. Oregon versus Washington, NCAA, which QB? Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr.? They're interesting. We kind of joke on those guys who have been around for a while. They're both 23 years old. Penix, 32 touchdowns on the year. Bo Nix, 37, the transfer from Auburn. Well, Washington beat Oregon earlier on this year, did they not? I feel like I've got a little bit of a bias to Oregon because I do like Justin Herbert's old old school. So I'm going to say Oregon gets their revenge, but Washington's always feisty. We talked about this a little bit earlier during uh, In or Out with Eddie and Kevin, and I laid out who I think will be the the top four teams coming out of this weekend, and therefore in the college football playoff. Uh, Oregon being one of them, I I'm a big I'm I'm a biased Oregon guy too, Connor. Partly because of players I've watched there, Marcus Mariota. I was in love with him there. Uh, Manti Teo before his fake girlfriend. Um, Notre Dame. Yeah, why did I think Oregon? Who am I thinking of? Well, Michael James. Uh, regardless, Justin <laughs> Herbert more recently. Um, I always associate Hawaiian guys with West Coast teams because, I mean, that is where they usually play. But USC, yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway, besides the point, and they're the Ducks who are who are my hockey team too, and all the uniforms, et cetera. So th- my long way around of saying that Washington beat this team earlier this year, yet entering tonight's Pac-12 championship, Oregon is favored by 10 points. That's a lot of points for a team that lost to this same team this season. I'm also expecting probably 100 points in this game. (laughs) 
It's going to be fun. That's going to be really, really fun to watch. Uh, Tiger says, stomp on Tom Connor. The way you set it up when you started talking about your friend Jordy, I thought you were going to talk about how he lost his girl and his job. Man, you're talking about fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, it's fantasy sports. It was a frustrating <laughs> one. I don't know if he's listening. He's probably a little bit busy. Uh, you know, he's got the, a real job. Uh, but yes, it, it was a tough one. It's just fantasy sports. Nothing too serious here. We've got Spruce Grove, Steve, boys, Minshew, or Pickett as my QB2 this week. Very quickly, Brandon, what do you think? Good question. Uh, Gardner Minshew and the Annapolis Colts going up against the Pittsburgh. Oh, they play against each other. That's uh, convenient. Um, Kenny Pickett, it, it, like he's basically kind of on the hot seat because it was all about is the reason he's been bad because Matt Canada has been the OC. Gardner Minshew, we've talked about this a lot on this show, kind of the wild card on a week-to-week basis. He can go off, but he's very um, mistake-prone. No Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, I think, will hurt the Colts overall. But, hey, Zach Moss played really well when Taylor was out at the start of the season, too. I'll say Kenny Pickett just because I think he's got more legitimate weapons around him, even if they don't try to recover fumbles or are borderline psychopaths. Um, and Najee Harris runs weird. All these things considered, they're still talented guys. Pat Fryermuth, um, kind of hoping to step into a new role with the new offensive game plan. So I'll say Pickett based on weapons around him and, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of draft stock bias still coming in there too. Yeah, I, I like that. And then no JT for the Colts. I think that's that's a little tough. Uh, just before we get to break here, uh, Walter says, Metcalf and Lambeau started against me, but Dak had a solid game and I'm projected to win. Also, Dallas D started against me. Uh, Dallas defense didn't do a whole lot. Metcalf and Lamb, that's impressive. He also says, Metcalf only two-tenths. Two-tenths. Can we say one-fifth? Slower than... <laughs> Uh, slower than Alfonso Davies with DJ or DK wearing full gear. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, that's unbelievable. I, I often, often think about at Ole Miss, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown and how good they should have been together. You need a quarterback, of course, but there was always that picture of those two guys um, with their shirts off pre-draft, just looking absolutely massive. And DK's huge. AJ Brown's huge, but he's just a little less huge. Uh, what a pair of talents Ole Miss had back in the day. And quickly, goalie, <laughs> Victor, thank you for your information. The goalie goal is worth five points. Yeehaw for us fantasy hockey uh, in the fantasy frenzy pool. Jari owners. Yeah, well done. Tristan Jari, former Edmonton Oil King, scoring a goal last night. That was awesome. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, Pete Jensen will join us to talk some NHL fantasy. Get those questions into one 401 It is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440 with Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Certainly is home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check Wilhock out at wilhockbeefjerky.com or come out to West Edmonton Mall. Say hello to us at the Sports 1440 Studios here at Stingray. You can uh, walk over and get some uh, some jerky, maybe a gift card. Lots of things you can do here at West Ed. There's a, a large gathering outside. I, I noticed that Entrance 55 seems to be a good meeting spot for a lot of people. You can usually find a lot of parking it could be off in the corner, and then I think people just park out there and uh, meet and then look out at the Lego store and quickly decide that's where they want to go, and then they wave to us on their way by. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. Got to give a quick shout-out to the uh, Bonton Bakery again. They dropped some stuff off. I think when you're a Grey Cup champion like Eddie Steele is, who co-hosts on Friday mornings, you just get those sorts of things around town and... I don't know what I had. It was like a cinnamon bun, but it was sugared instead. It was delicious. So big thank you to Bonton. I had one of those same uh, same things this morning. Little uh, 
little messy to eat, but that's just because it's like so flaky it's and flaky, just yeah. comes apart. I cannot say enough good things. I had a caramel apple cookie as well this morning. And there's lots more to go still. A whole uh, whole box of goodies here to dive into once we wrap up our show. But uh, we still have a little bit of time before then so I can digest what I've already eaten. <laughs> it uh, <laughs> It is certainly very good. Very good. Uh, let's get to our Fantasy Wizard of the Day brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Be a good time. Uh, I'll be down at the Ice House on Monday. Should be a good one. We'll qualify three lucky people for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. We now bring in Pete Jensen from the NHL Network and NHL Fantasy. Pete, good afternoon. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, we're past the quarter mark of the season, so a lot of good trends going on. Two coaching changes already. Of course, the (laughs) Minnesota Wild are playing well since the move, uh, like the Oilers are. So, that's been a big uh, development so far this season. Teams are uh, cutting the cord pretty quickly. Now, for you, maybe it's just a little more of an impact in daily fantasy, but when you see a team make that coaching change, are you thinking, okay, we might get an offensive bump here from some of these star players? Yeah, I mean, I think that with Minnesota in particular, their star players have underperformed this season, whether it's Kirill Kaprizov shooting under 10% this season. I mean, that guy's like a 40-50 goal scorer. He should be uh, way higher than that at this point, and I'm sure it'll correct itself, as will the shooting percentage of Matt Boldy and the shot volume as well for that player. Uh, Some of their guys have kept chugging along nicely, but the goaltending has been pretty bad so far. Maybe a change in structure leads to more defensive awareness and you know how quickly things can change with that. Like Philip Gustafson was an elite goalie last year hasn't looked as such this year but um, you know a little bit more awareness from some of those defensemen Jared Spurgeon's back healthy Jonas Brodeen is healthy and has a nice little shot volume by the way keep an eye on him for DFS and shot props and things like that but all of a sudden Minnesota which is top 10 in offensive zone time percentage this season that's one of those new NHL edge stats I mean that indicates that this team is not a bottom feeder they could have a massive turnaround under John Hines, at least in the short term. Now, one guy who was a little bit polarizing, and I I certainly only know this because I hear about it from Leafs fans, was Mitch Marner, but he burst back onto the scene last night, three goals. Uh, He was fantastic. Even when he wasn't putting up the points in the previous, you know, three, four games, uh, I'm still playing a lot, still, you know, getting shots in some of the games. Do you think Mitch Marner, you know, was it just kind of a, a slow spurt and you expect him to continue this hot play and, and be a guy who can be counted on night in night out for fantasy purposes. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. It's crazy, right? How like the league leaderboard has shifted to William Nylander uh, leading the Maple Leafs and scoring and stuff like that. And all of a sudden you look at, Hey, you know, Mitch Marner is underperforming compared to even another Canadian team that has like Vancouver has four different guys over 30 points or something like that, uh, or around 30 points with Bester, Quinn Hughes, J.T. Miller, and Pedersen. So all of a sudden you start saying, you know, hey, Mitch Marner, you're not playing like a second-round fantasy pick or something like that. Uh, but it's still pretty early for him, and I, I think he'll be just fine. Whether he's up top with Matthews or on the second line with Tavares, uh, he has one of the best uh sidekick spots in the entire league and he is one of the best two-way players in the league so 
he's the guy that's always making a difference on the ice, even when he's not scoring. We're joined by Pete Jensen here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. If you've got any questions, one 401 1440 is the best way to do so. Also, give Pete a follow on Twitter slash X at NHL. Jensen, uh, Connor McDavid, uh, I think it feels like it was just a week ago. He was 100 and something in points scored. He had a stretch where he had 12 points in three games. Uh, right now, he is in the top 10 with 29 points. Uh, when you look at Connor McDavid and just the ability that he has, when it's all said and done, where do you think he finishes in the league in scoring? Probably first. <laughs> the answer, I think his only real competition is Jack Hughes. I know that Kucherov's there. Kucherov's gotten into the 120s in points before, so it would be uh, disrespectful to not include him in the conversation. Um, but I do think those Vancouver guys are going to taper off a little bit. Uh, Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr, the two defensemen out west, um, are they going to be able to put up 120 points? I don't think so. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but um, those guys will probably be top two among defensemen scoring when it's all said and done. But, yeah, Pasternak, I guess, has a, a shade in the conversation. But I would say that Connor McDavid probably will finish first based on this recent outburst and the coaching change and a lot of those different connections going on. And then Jack Hughes has a ridiculous high shot volume lately. He's back from injury. Both of those guys missed some time, so the playing field is even in the Hart Trophy race, in the scoring title race, and everything across the board. But Jack Hughes has been as good, if not better, than McDavid on a per-game basis. I believe Hughes leads the league in points per game at the moment, so maybe a very slight edge to Jack Hughes if he stays healthy. Now, Pete, after last night's goal by Tristan Jari, I had a couple people reach out to me and ask me because in our, we have a fantasy pool that we're doing here with Fantasy Frenzy and a few people had Tristan Jari. So the question was, how many points do you get for a goalie goal? And I think for our league, I, I don't know if it's something we put a lot of thought into, but it was five points. Traditionally, how many points do you get for a goalie goal? Because obviously we don't see it happen too often. I, I'm with you guys. I think that it should count. I know that in the past, um, in, in most leagues, I believe it does not count. So um, I've, I've, I think I've had the debate with a couple of people at Yahoo, and it's that type of thing where, you know, a pitcher in baseball very rarely hits a home run. So those stats don't count. So um, in hockey, it's the same type of thing where, the random one goalie goal over a two-year span, like right last year it happened once uh, with Linus Olmark, who won the Vezina. Now this year it happened with Tristan Jari, who, to his credit, is not just getting fanfare because he scored a goal. He leads the league in shutouts with three and has a 919 save percentage and is powering the Penguins most nights. So uh, a lot of credit to, Chris, to Tristan Jari here, but um, I do think that it does not count in most leagues, but I personally think it should. So I, I respect that you guys uh, <laughs> throw five points. And I guess it's a little easier to do if you're in a points-only league as opposed to head-to-head categories where it um, maybe is a little unfair in a way. But I like that it does count. That's a nice job by you guys. Yeah, the uh, the rich just get richer when it comes to Tristan Jari owners in our our fantasy pool because, like you said, he's been uh, he's been lights out all season and now just a little cherry on top of all that. Um, you mentioned Jack Hughes. Uh, there's another player in the Devils that's kind of had my attention all season long, and most of it for 
the wrong reasons, and that's Dawson Mercer in terms of his production. He, he's up to nine points on the season. He's had five in just his past three games, but his, uh, his other ones uh, also came in a short three- or four-game stretch. Otherwise, he's been pretty much zeros across the board. So is this recent uh, stretch more what we expect from Dawson Mercer, and should we be looking at him uh, to keep it going as a daily fantasy option tonight? pick him up if he's available in your leagues after guys dropped him with the cold start or is this just another uh, hot streak and we'll probably tail off again pretty quickly right so a lot of guys take a step back in their sophomore year right sophomore slump but like this is his third year he took a big step forward in his sophomore year and then now he took a big step back uh the first month and a half or so of the season before this mini hot streak here but a big thing working against him earlier in the year was moving his lineup placement every single game from center to wing and he sure was out and then Hughes was out both of them were out and now both of them are back so uh, if as long as he's playing wing in the top six I think he'll be just fine I think he'll be fantasy relevant to stay so it's a good time to still uh, buy low on Dawson Mercer because his whole body of work this year and his shot volume doesn't even have two shots per game so I don't think anybody's like overvaluing him right now over these couple of games. He's working his way back into the fantasy radar, and I'd like to be there at the end of the day when he has a second-half surge and the Devils are one of the better teams in the league, and maybe he sticks with Jack Hughes. I mean, he's playing right now with Tyler Toffoli, Jack Hughes, and Dawson Mercer. That's the top line. and I mean, Toffoli didn't look great when Hughes was out either, so uh, I think it speaks to the impact far-reaching of Jack Hughes and uh, what it could mean for Dawson Mercer's fantasy value for the rest of the season. Pete Jensen from the NHL Network and NHL Fantasy, our guest here on Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Uh, Pete, the goaltending situation out on Long Island has been uh, kind of a perplexing one. Ilya Sorokin uh, established himself last year as really probably one of the top handful of goalies in the league, but a little bit more on the struggling side so far this year, while Varlamov has played very, very well. Like From a fantasy perspective, do you think that we should be expecting Varlamov to get a bigger share of starts, uh, at least until Sorokin can kind of get things figured out and return to form? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they're not playing that well defensively. They're allowing a lot of goals. Even on some games when Sorokin's looking good, he'll still allow three or four goals, and it's not something that's good for fantasy purposes, especially if you you know, put the team concerns aside and took Sorokin in one of the first two or three rounds of your draft. I mean, he's been one of the biggest disappointments so far, a lot of it because of the lack of team support around him. I think that he'll be just fine if the Islanders continue to score goals like they have recently and buckle down a little bit. Uh, I don't think they're going to make a coaching change, but I guess you never know. Uh, I think that that defense is capable of a lot. Um, down the stretch of the season and I've been pleasantly surprised by their offense guys like Noah Dobson Matthew Barzell Bo Horvat Brock Nelson they can come at you in different waves different punches and they actually have a pretty dynamic power play compared to you know a couple of the previous years they've just been awful to watch on the power play now they have some weapons and can come at you and make you pay so Yeah, I think that the Islanders have been actually exceeding my expectations in a way, and a couple of little details, uh, tweaks for that team could go a long way. They've had a lot of leads blown this year. They've lost some close home games and stuff like that that they should have won. A little, the details are huge for a team like that. 
could make the difference between them making and missing the playoffs. Last one for you, Pete. Uh, this one coming in from a listener. Figure we'd squeeze it in. Uh, saying, uh, currently sitting first place in his league. Uh, offered Sam Reinhardt for Mitch Marner yesterday. Contemplating the trade until Marner went off last night. Uh, if we just run the assumption this is a, a head-to-head, say, points league, um, what, do you, what do you make of a, a Marner for Reinhardt swap at this point of the season? Yeah, Marner's a lot safer, in my opinion. I think, like, with Florida, Reinhardt has been such a huge player for that team in the absence of all these different guys, right? Barkov missed a little bit of time. Um, Bennett missed a lot of time and Montour and Ekblad missed time. So uh, he's helped them really uh, remain one of the better teams in the league, almost single-handedly. But yeah, I think this is an interesting time of year to swing some trades, right? Like you can, you could probably trade Reinhardt. Like if you, if you want to sell like, some of the cachet for different names is interesting. Even a guy that might be struggling like Alex Ovechkin. I know we had one fan question about that. Like, would you trade um, Alex Ovechkin? Would you trade away Alex Ovechkin for Sam Reinhardt? And I feel like Sam Reinhardt, even though he's been overachieving, like there could be some regression coming. So somebody that has Sam Reinhardt may want to trade him in fantasy for someone like Ovechkin who has underachieved, but has the pedigree. So it's a really interesting time to start trading in fantasy right now, and that's a good offer right now. I would go with Marner over Reinhardt. Pete, thank you so much for doing this. Enjoy the day and the weekend, and we'll talk to you hopefully soon. Yeah, sounds great. Always great to join you guys. And, yeah, check out the uh, NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast, the NHL Fantasy Instagram account. A lot of good content these days fantasy betting nhl edge stats the whole thing so thanks for following along absolutely that is pete jensen nhl fantasy nhl.com nhl network and go to nhl.com slash fantasy to check out his work or give him a follow on twitter or x at nhl jensen he is our fantasy wizard brought to you by the canadian brew house sending you to the super bowl uh we have another text coming in here we got darren from our Hey guys, if you don't mind letting the listeners know that out in the Viking area, the U15 Strathcona Warriors are hosting a tournament this weekend. Darren, we're on it. I, I Hey, anything going on in Viking, I'll lend my support to. So Strathcona Warriors, good luck this weekend. Viking, actually uh, an arch rival of uh, my home hometown, Delburn, Delburn <laughs> I know. Outlaws. Uh, now, it's not a huge brag, but it, uh, it is a brag that uh, that is where we, on the road, won uh, our league championship my first year of what is now U18 minor league hockey. Um, rolled mm. into their barn and took things by storm. We had more fans there than they did. We took a second bus from Delburn just for the fans uh, coming to support us. Because all the good players from Viking are playing in the NHL, buddy. Uh no, they were suspended actually. Because, <laughs> oh really? Uh, <laughs> I was just throwing a cheap shot because Viking. I mean, hey, the Sutters aren't bad. That the, family. The first they had a couple players suspended from the weekend previous, where they were playing in the gold medal game at Provincials uh, against another town just south of Delburn. Uh, the they, they were knee hill. It was a combination of like three hills, Troshu area. Um, and then mm. in the first game of the we we used to play two game total goal series. I don't know if that's very popular anymore. Um, but in the first game in Delburn, a couple of our uh, third-year players, older guys, uh, gotten a couple scraps with maybe some of the other teams more talented. Um, Good strategy. Talented players. And uh, so then and both benches were pretty short uh, in that second game, but we built ourselves a pretty good lead in the goals total in game one and uh, only extended it in game number two. And then, uh, yeah, rolled out of town on our bus and got egged by some of the locals. I love it. I love shout it. Shout out Viking. Shout out to Viking. And then you know what? 
Also, shout out to Bruce and Bruce Hotel for that steak night. <laughs> Bruce Singles Night, usually. Is that a yeah. thing, too? Yeah, it is a thing. I've never <laughs> been. Uh, my my buddy, uh, Denton, who Kevin calls the Big Cebolla, yeah. uh, met him when we were at the Oilers watch party back at the Century Casino earlier this season. Um, all summer, he tried to convince me to go. He's he's not even from there. He's from Mundare. He's like, we should go to the Bruce Singles Night. And I was like, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> if you can get a steak, then it sounds like a great idea. That yeah, was one of the best true. takes I've ever had. Oh. Got to go back. Uh, yeah, check it out. Shout out to Bruce and the Bruce Hotel. Very quickly, one word answer. Hey, boys, Jerome Ford or James Conner from Dusty Dave? Jerome Ford. Two word answer, sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I'm a guy who might start James Conner. Just I want him to become that touchdown merchant. Uh, we will see, but I like Jerome Ford in that one. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got more questions. We've got Dino. We've got No Name, Trucker Joe, Scalding Gord, RBS. Give us a little correction. I know he's a big Steelers fan. I had to ask him when uh, Steelers end cards play potential James Conner revenge game. We'll see. We'll take a break, though. one 401 Get those questions coming in. We'll also let you know what's coming up on this show after us. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. Made a decision. We're going to introduce the next segment next Friday. Didn't even, didn't even literally ask Brandon once his thoughts on it, but uh, executive decision. And maybe, maybe we'll delay it another week. Who knows? Who knows? So I'm assuming it's not Tropics Minute. No, it's well. That would only take a minute. We, that's like a <laughs> that's a Monday thing. I think we got to recap. Well, the yeah, that, that's what usually when we do on the carry show. It's not exactly a segment, but Kevin will ask how the game went, in which I'll then uh, disparage myself <laughs> and my abilities, and usually say we lost. But I feel yeah, the trucks are on a skid right now. You know what you should do? Need a big win Sunday night. You should get a like three minute bumper produced. Like it's time for the Tropics minute, and like just have it keep on going, and then you just say. We Trop- lost. Tropics lose 7-3. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Brandon Douglas, dash five. Dash five. Four pimps. No free nachos at the Brew no, House. No free nachos. <laughs> Maybe make, I'll, I mix in an assist every now and again. I consider myself a puck mover on the back end, but usually I'm just moving it to the other team. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just say puck mover, and you don't have to, go, you don't have to elaborate. Don't need, don't need to get specific. Uh, today, coming up after us, it is the Lowdown with Low Tide. We've got Steve Lansky. For in the community at 1 o'clock and then at one twenty, it is Tyler Yaremchuk of Oilers Nation. They'll also have declinations and some NHL rumors on the Jason Greger show. We're going to head down to the farm. We'll be joined by Ryan Holt, the voice of the Bakersfield Condors. Get an update on what's going on. How's the love while looking? How is Jack Campbell looking? Borgo. Anyone else you got questions about? We'll find out. Also, uh, we'll hear Cam Tate's two-minute warning. Lorianne Munzer, Olympic gold medalist, will join us at three. We've got Mike Rupp at... 320. Wanya Gretz will be by from four to six. You've got Craig Button, Mark Spector, and Low Tide. And we will also be giving away a nice little prize pack from Oodle Noodle that Wanya brings. I had Oodle Noodle for the first time last night, and it was amazing. And guess what? I got lunch today. What uh, What did you get, Connor? We were debating it uh, before <laughs> you left yesterday, before I left yesterday, pardon me. Combo? Combo? Something combo box, yeah, but no shrimp. Sure, chicken, beef, noodles, some broccoli in there. So there was some. Uh, oh, it was delicious. I was very impressed. I love the hot noodle box. See, I can't do hot. Well, we yet. learned that yesterday with the pickles, <laughs> carrots, <laughs> carrots, pickles, pickles carrots. carrots. Yes, my brain is it's not good. It's Friday. <laughs> uh, let's let's get into these questions quickly because we don't have too much time. Because low tide's going to storm in here very quick. Uh, Fort Sask, Trevor. 
I'm a big fan of you, Trevor, because you know what? You only text in once a month. So I'm glad you sent the one text to us. Achan or Ayuk in the flex. As an Ayuk owner, I'm biased because I think, you know, he's been a very dependable target for Brock Purdy, but Achan could go off. So that's kind of, it's good options right there. It's good options. Um, I haven't seen the most recent uh, injury report on Devon Achan. He was still questionable yesterday as I was looking to make some final tweaks to, to my lineup before the Thursday night game. And even if he does play, I think they'll be pretty cautious with him um, because they don't – like the, the, the Dolphins consider themselves Super Bowl contenders. And if they can keep A-Chan and Mostert in the mix for the back half of the season, they they belong there in that conversation. So I think they will be cautious with A-Chan even if he dresses – I would think he probably won't get a ton of snaps, might just be here and there, because uh, he played, what, one snap last week before leaving again with injuries? So uh, I, I think Ayuk is a, certainly a very safe option, even going up against that Eagles D, which actually is, is the, the secondary has been a little bit uh, little bit more on the porous side. So uh, I think Ayuk's a pretty safe play there. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles' defense has given up some points. They seem to scheme Ayuk up pretty good. And like you said, against the Commanders, this game... It could be competitive, but the Dolphins could have a big lead, and you just got to make sure your guy's healthy, especially a guy like him who could be so dangerous in the playoffs. I mean, he's a threat to score at any point. Dino says, well, my fantasy week is already over. My opponent has Dak, Metcalf, and Dallas's kicker. That's like my buddy Jordy, but he left Metcalf out of the lineup. Mm. Worst part, I'm playing my sister, who already beat me once this year. Sad face. Not going to hear the end of this for a while. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Fantasy is so luck, th- so much luck, though. So don't take it too hard. That's that's just from me because I suck at fantasy football this year. Uh, so I I just try to tell myself it's luck. It's not them. No wait, it's not me. It's them. They're not doing their job. I assembled a good staff. Hey guys, desperate here from Trucker Joe. Who would you play as your second QB, Zappy or Flacco? Thanks, Trucker Joe. That is desperate. That's very desperate. Good gracious. Uh, I will say Joe Flacco just because yeah. I think the Browns are a better team than the Patriots. Pretty well top to bottom. Um, so I, I think Flacco, even though the fact he hasn't played in the NFL in almost a calendar year, I think, uh, I think he's probably the better bet. Yes. Uh, someone says HN is playing. Yes. I had Slurpee Sean sent that in. Thank you, Slurpee Sean. I just uh, pulled up my phone as you said that to check. And uh, yeah, uh, confirmed from Mike McDaniels, he will play. But that um, doesn't mean he's guaranteed reps. He's been limited to practice. Wednesday, Thursday, we'll find out today. I assume that trend will continue. I still think there is some risk to play A-Chan in this one. Yeah, I, like I said, I think Ayuk is probably the safer play. Um, we all know A-Chan's uh, capabilities. We saw it for those games at the start of the season, but uh, the Dolphins are going to take a cautious approach, and as a result, I think um, A-Chan owners, myself included, probably should too, and uh, maybe slide in a different option there unless you're really, really hard up and kind of going for a swing for the fences mentality. Uh, we had talked about the Steelers and cards, maybe a potential revenge game for James Conner, former Steeler. RBS says, I hope not, but as a Steelers fan, this is a game we usually blow. I do have Conner starting one of my leagues, though. If it's rainy, like it says, and the grass field is mucky, it could be a massive day on the ground for Naj Warren and JC. Yeah, absolutely. I love Jalen Warren. First, first tackler is usually going to miss. Also got... The Vi- uh, Viking is enemies of Wainwright long ago, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like every small town is just rivals, rivals with everyone. with every other <laughs> like small town. Yeah. Nobody likes each other. Because it, it, it's funny. It's like when you're growing up, play- and usually these rivals are born out of like, you know, sports, whether it be high school sports, uh, minor hockey, minor baseball, even uh, for myself. It's like, do you ever like any of your opponents when you're when you're playing these competitive games and you're a kid? It's like, 
oh, you know what? I really like X-Town. They were so nice. But as I say that, you know what I will say that about? The town of Fairview. We went there for uh, Provincials one year, and our team was terrible. We got absolutely steamrolled every game. But Fairview Minor Hockey paid for our team. Oh, they paid, I think paid for every team, but like a night out of the bowling alley in Fairview. Hmm. And we went there and had a great time. And so ever since, I've thought fondly of the town of Fairview. Klaus from Beaumont says Bonneville versus St. Paul. Yeah, that's I, a big I, one. I believe it. Uh, just uh, we're, we're talking rivalries very quickly here, but I do want to let everyone know today on the Jason Greger show at two o'clock, it is the first day of the month of giving, which we've, well, he's done long before I joined this show, but it's it's been a really cool thing that Gregor has done in the last decade. I mean, raised over a million dollars last year alone. I think we got up to $140,000. So make sure you check out jasongreger.com every day. Of course, uh, we'll, we'll let you know what the prize pack is or what it might be but you can check out jasongreger.com or sports1440.ca if you want to you know check it out for the future of course there are some really really cool prize packs coming up uh, today we'll be doing the pyramid of giving that's where 15 people donate a hundred dollars 10 people donate 200 four people donate 500 and a couple people companies whatever it might do donate a thousand dollars with that we'll raise seventy five hundred dollars for the holiday hamper which is a great local charity one that ashley and i love to support every year uh, so two o'clock today and then we've got the legacy heating and cooling ac unit or furnace on monday we've got the astoria lighting package on tuesday so lots of really cool stuff if we didn't get to your text i'm sorry walter says oodle noodle butter chicken is fabulous i'll try that next maybe tyler says purdy or murray Purdy or Murray? Brock Purdy. There you go. He's for real. I believe it. He is for real. And Tua or Trevor Lawrence? Tua. Tua, easy. There we go. That'll do it for us on the show. Low Tide up next with the Lowdown with Low Tide and Declan Kruger. His declinations. What will they be today? Find out soon. For Brandon, I'm Connor. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll chat on Monday. Let's get to an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.